0: Play the fucking intro.
1: It's Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 239. It's one after 238 and one before 240.
0: Yay! That's uh, that's great. We're so close to hitting another number that's divisible by ten.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Getting there. Uh, in December we will be. So thank you for joining us for this. Uh, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, well, happy Thanksgiving. You might be listening to this on Thanksgiving, and uh, if not, uh, you know Thanksgiving for me is much like. Valentine's Day is and you know, a lot of holidays have been very commercialized and people have their different interpretations of the holidays But for me, it's just a reminder to be thankful and grateful You, you know because sometimes living day-to-day you take for granted certain shit that's going on in life yeah. Stop be thankful be grateful and maybe a good time to reach out for to family or friends uh, that you weren't as close with and That's kind of what those months that month or so means you know the Thanksgiving to Christmas is
0: for me yeah pretty much yeah with Thanksgiving to me it kind of holds the same uh, it's really holding the same reason as to get me to go anywhere to any type of uh, gathering of people I'm just here for the food <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice well thank you for joining us uh, and happy Thanksgiving to any and all who observe it and if it's that day for you fantastic Let's get into some new music, some stuff that has come out recently and will be coming out soon. Uh, a couple releases I want to mention again that were on November 12th. Split District released Invitation to Exile that features uh, Radio Hate and the Darbs members from those bands. Great release. We played a track from that. Rockstar Race Car with Senior Citizens also came out on, excuse me, the 12th. We'll be talking more about that here shortly. Then on the 14th, Batshit Crazy released a new single called Killing Spree, The Dead Ponds. So there's a handful of releases that came out on 8up Records. I think I talked about this last week. I don't know if all of them are like brand new or re-releases or CD releases, but I'm going to mention them. Uh, All new stuff that came out on 8up Records. The Dead Ponds had three releases, Intolerant of Corruption, Truster of Government, and Anarchism. Then The Wasted Had 2, All the Shit You Didn't Want to Hear and More, and Our Very Own Riot. The Unpatriotics released, Smashed the State, and then Collapse released, Sick of Everyone's Shit. So, a lot of cool releases that came out on 8Up Records. Then, uh, a Christmas one that I will definitely be playing. I'm going to be doing a Christmas episode about midway through December over on Punk Adore Worldwide. Plus, we're going to be playing a Christmas episode or track per episode through Christmas and probably the week after Christmas on this show. And we're going to start on this one, but even though it's right before Christmas, you, when we get to it, you'll know why I picked the one that we picked. Because I think that you should wait until Thanksgiving's over and then it can be Christmas. Don't be starting fucking Christmas, Costco, in fucking September, you assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Says the
0: guy who's already got his tree
1: up. Well, I put that up this last weekend, but it's just the tree. No decorations. None of my decorations are coming out on the outside of my house until this weekend because it is still turkey day. I saw somebody post a picture of two inflatables in their front yard. And they had Santa Claus tipped over and they had an inflatable turkey. And the caption said, wait your turn, fat man.
0: (laughs) That's a good one. Yes. Uh, Similarly, uh, I was talking with, uh, I was talking with uh, the bandmates as to uh, when we were going to, uh, as to when we were going to be practicing. And just uh, on Sunday, uh, one of my guitarists, he's like, uh, actually, I won't be able to make it because we're doing a uh, Thanksgiving thing that Sunday. We're doing a, I guess we're doing the dinner. And I eventually responded to him. So you people are really just uh, kind of evoking the illusion that Christmas will come sooner. That you have to get Thanksgiving out of the way early. (laughs) 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 Okay, fine. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Uh, That's
1: funny. Well, speaking of that, the reason why I mentioned those things is Paranoid Visions. They put out Bollocks to Christmas. It's a full album. It's pretty awesome, and I will definitely be playing a track over on Punk and I Worldwide. And if we have a spot to fill it in, maybe we'll be playing it on this show, too.
0: <laughs> Bollocks to Christmas. That's like the... Uh, uh, wouldn't that be the British version version of the fear song, Fuck Christmas?
1: Probably true. Probably <laughs> true. Uh, also on the 15th, Anxiety Attack Records put out Let Me Go. It's an acoustic punk tribute to Rancid. To The Helpless put out their final single, I believe, all the Wisdom Dismissed, over on uh, November 18th. Their album, and I'll mention that here later on, uh, is coming out in December. Toretto Syndromas put out Primati Burries. I probably mispronounced that, but that's coming out on the 18th. Oi to the World put out Fall Brawl Compilation. It's a sweet compilation on the 18th, and we'll be talking more about that on the next episode, first one in December, so stay tuned for that with us. Is that actually December, or is that... Yeah, that's December, right? December 1st. Okay. Uh, Lars Fredrickson on the 19th put out Two Victory. It's an EP. Uh, We've talked about that and played a track off of it. Our Darkest Days put out Snakes and Ladders on Lockjaw Records on the 19th. Avenues put out We're All Doomed on Wiretap Records on the 19th. Lawmaker put out their new LP, which features two new tracks on the 19th. That's called All Work, No Class. Ignite has put out a new single called The River, and I believe they have a new album coming. Crow's View put out Bitter Victory, which is a single on the 19th. Gone Wrong put out Demo 2 on the 19th. Finnegan's Hell put out Happy Christmas, that's a single on the 19th. The Inevitables put out Over and Out, that's a single on the 19th. Swarmer put out Brutalist on the 19th. Punk Rock Factory put out Seen This, which is a lot of, like, late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, there's a Limp Bizkit cover, a Yellow Card cover, a Papa Roach cover. So that kind of style of late 90s, early 2000s.
0: Oh, my. <laughs> well, it's a bit of a low bar, so I don't know how they can make any of those things worse. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we heard they're uh, Saturday morning cartoons, right? We, yeah. That basically, they're covers of those now they're doing that and it's called seen this on the 21st dead evil put out a new single called 666 on the 22nd re hc they put out latino america hardcore mmxx1 which that's roman numerals for 2021 yeah counter person walter put out a new single called bigger than one on little willie records on the 23rd no peace Put out today, the 24th, promo 2021 on Safe Inside Records. I think there was three tracks on there. Pretty cool. Kong Kong, it's already out right now because it was the 25th in Sweden uh, by the time we're doing this show. And Kong Kong released From Russia with Punk. That's a new EP. That's uh, four new tracks. I definitely want to check them out. I just saw those right before we got into doing some stuff for the show. So I've not had a chance to listen yet, but I'm excited to hear them. The Chisel is releasing Retaliation on the 26th. Chaos Commute is releasing Fairy Tales and Nightmares on the 26th. Irish Voodoo Records is putting out This Is Skatecore, which is a compilation on the 26th. The Dead krazukis I don't think I'm saying that right, is putting out Icarus on the 26th. Smash Your Enemies is putting out Genocide on Upstate Records on the 29th. Then Punk Rock Factory is yet on the list again. They're putting out a single called Merry Christmas Everyone on the 1st. Finale is putting out 225, 225 OPM. It's called. That's an EP on the 3rd. No Bragging Rights is putting out self titled No Bragging Rights on the 3rd. Pharaoh Vices is putting out With Offerings an EP on the 3rd. Boss is putting out Cash Em In EP on the 3rd. The Subjects is putting out a new EP. Don't know the name yet, but a new EP on the 3rd. The Last Resort is putting out Skinhead Anthems 4 on Randali Records on the 4th. I've got my Last Resort, This Is My England Skinhead Anthems album cover three hanging up over here behind Eric on the wall. So, yes, needless to say, I'm excited for that new Last Resort coming out at the end of the year on the fourth. It's another way to say England belongs to me. Right? (laughs) This is my England. And uh, Lars Fredrickson is uh, in the recordings on there, speaking of Lars earlier. And finally, on December 5th, To The Helpless, will be releasing their LP featuring those singles that they released one per month starting back in February, and it will be called A Futile Guide to Modern Living. Eric, what do you have to add?
0: Um, Really not much, but I do have a question. What was the name of the band that's releasing the Opium
1: EP? <laughs> Oh, it's maybe that's what it stood for, OPM, opium. Okay, uh, Finale is the name of the band. Finale. I just really two, wanted two five to say 225 OPM. <laughs> so, opium, maybe that's what they meant.
0: 225 OPMs. <laughs> uh, but what was the band that had the uh, Roman numerals? The, the 20 Roman 21.
1: numerals is... Re- it's R-E-X-U-R-G-I-R-H-C. They're from uh, Latin America, Latin American band, hardcore band. I played them over on Punkanoid Worldwide, Cool Hardcore, and they are releasing Latino America, Hardcore, M-M-X-X-1,
0: 2021. Let's see. Rexurger?
1: Yes. Is that what it was? Yes, yes, yes.
0: Okay. It's probably All what right. it is, Resurger HC. All right, I'm going to follow these guys because... Really? I like the way that that sounded. <laughs> awesome. So maybe, maybe I will hear something that I actually like. Anyway, for, uh, for yeah, the stuff that I thought I had to add, but you ended up covered was the uh, new Swarmer, the uh, Brutalist, and also the new Crow's View track. I have not listened to that, so awesome. now that is on my radar. Bitter Victory. Yep, Bitter Victory. And I think there was at least one more. or... Yeah, there was, a, there was a new release. It was the uh, California Takeover split live album between Snapcase, Earth Crisis, and Strife. Cool. Yep, yeah, that just came out a, uh, what was the day, the 19th? I'm not sure if the, they were deleted, digitally, they were released in separate parts, but... But yeah, they you can find them on the Earth Crisis site, and the Strife site, and the Snapcase site. Those sites being the band camps or whatever streaming services, I've listened to all of it. Each one, yeah, there are three parts. Each one has uh, four songs, and they are all awesome. I will be covering that in probably the next three episodes. Awesome. <laughs> because, the, uh, because the pool for me looking at new songs on my own has been somewhat dry <laughs> these past couple of weeks. I remember months ago, I was just overloaded and I had to like plan in advance for which episodes they are. Now, it looks like I'll be doing that again. As for today, yeah, there is a new single that came out on the 5th of this month, and it is by none other than The Chromags. Yes, yet again, Eric talks about The Chromags. <laughs>
1: you know, I saw Harley because I know he's an MMA guy, and he's got Chromags geese. So they, oh yeah, he does. They, they look pretty awesome. I'm not much of a gi guy myself when I do MMA, but if I were to get one, I would get a Cro-Mags gi. Oh yeah,
0: you have to. <laughs> That's how Harley does it. He's uh, he's pushing, he's representing, he knows how to do it. And every once in a while he finds time to make new music. And that is what we have here. The newest single from, yes, the actual Cro-Mags, not John Joseph's and Mackie's Cro-Mags. The... Legally owned Chromags to Harley Flanagan. He's got a new single out called "Pull Me, Push Me." I know on the paper here it's written "Push Me, Push Me."
1: Oh yeah, typo on my part.
0: <laughs> push me. I said push me. So yeah, and it's going. And yeah, Chromags they made the uh, they made their comeback with their uh, uh, with their album. Oh, why can't I remember it? I had the title in my head literally yesterday. But now I can't remember. New Chromag's album? Yeah, the new Chromag's album.
1: Well, you talk, anyway. I'll find yeah, the, it for you here in just a second.
0: So, yeah. It was the newest... Uh, oh, no. Was it in the beginning? I don't know. In okay, the beginning. In the beginning. Okay, yes. You came
1: up with it on your own.
0: Yes, in the beginning. That came was the... Came out
1: June 19th of 2020.
0: Yep. That was the first <laughs> foray of uh mags coming in to the, well... A new decade. I want to say new millennium, but I'm pretty sure they had something like around 01, 02, somewhere around there. or Because mi- I know that they fizzled out a bit in the 90s. But yeah, they're basically uh, coming back uh, full force now that all the legal shit is uh, more or less figured out, for better or for worse. But yeah, that was a bit more of like a uh, resurgence of, this, of the Age of Quarrel album. that You know, the starting point, the one that everybody loves. <laughs> but yeah, Pull me, push me. It seems to be bringing back a bit more of a Best Wishes vibe, which was the follow-up to that. And that's them treading more onto the thrash side rather than the punk side of their their crossover output. And personally, Best Wishes, yeah, it was good. It was a good follow-up. I don't think it had the same intensity as Age of Quarrel, but if you know how I feel about the Age of Quarrel, just go back to an earlier episode this year. I go crazy about it. Anyway, the new single, Pull Me, Push Me, the newest from the Chrome mags Let's hear how it sounds. Let's, let's have fun with this one. It's a thrashy one. It's fast. Have fun.
2: i always seem to see you, to the but when the pain is through, it'll feel so good to be rid of you.
0: First off, this uh, single sounds like it could also be the closer on an album. Yeah. <laughs> it just really, it just really uh, draws out. It really takes its time coming to a close. And then, of course, all those little uh, uh, disembodied uh, quotes and those, you know, the sirens and the car horns blaring from uh, what can be presumed to be a, a busy New York street. Yeah, maybe so. But one thing I want to point out on this one is uh Pairing it to the album that uh, that came out last year, uh, there was one thing that I had on there. It sent, uh, that didn't hold me, we'll say, and it was uh, Harley's vocals sounded a little too reserved, like he was uh, pushing a little too hard, and it was kind of noticeable. The album was good. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was good. I thought they had some really good songs on there, but it seemed like Harley's voice was a bit out of practice. Whereas here, it sounds like he's letting loose. It's really coming out in the uh, in the style that he wants and the style that we deserve. Right. It's like, because we know that he was uh, singing. He was singing for the majority of uh, the cro discography. Because we all know how, we probably don't know how that shit went down. <laughs> it's a he said, she said bullshit. God damn it, I hate that Limp has been coming up so many times today. <laughs> Fuck. Bottom line is, John and Harley, they do not see eye to eye, they practically hate each other, so, then that's why we have two Cro-Mags now. But, the thing was, John only sang on the, before the Quarrel EP, the and the Age of Quarrel, the album, Harley sang on the rest of them, because that was when they had a big blow-up. Okay. Yeah. And that's, uh, and yeah, some of the albums didn't really stand out, but... I'm not gonna tread up that road again. The thing is, Arlie's voice sounds better now than it ever has, and maybe this is a, a sign of things to come. I hope. Right. <laughs> the way the he's looking, at, the way that he's looking now, and how he presents himself online doesn't look like he's stopping. So, yep, crawl Mags forever, and I'm gonna stop talking about them.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll get into the next band. The next band is Rockstar Racecar. We played him a handful of times on the show. They are a band from New Jersey, made up of 14 to 17-year-olds. We've been playing them long enough. I'm not sure if we need to up that year range yet, but about 14 mm-hmm. to 17 year old we'll say that. <laughs> uh, young uh, teenage kids doing a great job here. They just released Senior Citizen's album. They released it on Jan, no, January, November 12th. So I was just talking about it at the top of the show. Uh, they had it produced and recorded with Jerry Griffin, and I want to thank Troy for always sharing the band's music, so we can check it out and play it here. And kind of along the lines of you know some cool New York hardcore music, the band Rockstar Racecar is actually playing a show with Murphy's Law this coming Friday, the 26th, at the Stanhope House. So uh, wow. that's a little early for the segment of the show we talk about live shows that are coming up but this is relevant rockstar race car murphy's law playing at the stanhope house on november 26th let's listen to a track from the new album senior citizens it is called punk isn't dead
2: all right Spotlight in back in the alley Spotlight singing over spot. in the sun The down Three minutes on, It's all the It's all about the money, they went way too far. Shove it, you should all burn it down.
0: it's the fact that they are young or the fact that the music is kind of coming off like it is written by teenagers but this is the type of band where i'm just like weirdly enough i just want to pinch your cheeks just be like <laughs> oh you listen to the exploited you want to write a song like that that's good you're doing a great job kids <laughs> just sort of like a proud parent right? oh god i think my uh I think my old age is showing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just it has that feeling on there. So, yeah, I I can't condemn it for uh, being honest. <laughs> right. Like it's just a uh, it's just oozing with that. Just like a new I'm not going to make a reference to new kids on the block, but that is what they are. It's just <laughs> new kids in the scene, obviously, enough to garner the attention of Murphy's Law. I mean, Anonymous has been a band for three years. We can't even get on a bill with Crow Killer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's pretty awesome. If you're there near the Stanhope House there in Jersey this Friday, uh, go check them out. Uh, it's Rockstar Race Car with Murphy's Law. You can go here and play some of these new tracks off of uh, Senior Citizens. We've played some of the stuff that they released over the summer, early release or early release singles. So, get out there, check out the rest. I like the album artwork as well. Go check them out. Thank you again, Troy. Next, we're going to get into a band out of Richmond, Virginia. The band is called Remote Control. They're out of Richmond, Virginia, and Athens, Georgia. And the band features current and past members of Sea of Storms, Landmines, The Possibilities, Sixer, Nutria, Fire in the Radio, and Microjoy. Several bands that these guys have been associated with in the past. So if you like this band, you should probably go check out some of those bands. Uh, the band was formed at the start of the pandemic. They did release two other singles in September and then two more in October. Five total being this one is was released September 12th of, excuse me, this year. So five singles over the span of September and October this year. The track that we're going to listen to, the single, is called Blow for Blow. They were all released as singles. Not sure if they have, they're they going to put them together for an album, you know, much the way that To The Helpless is up to, or mm. if they're just releasing singles. But either way, go check out Remote Control. You can go check them out on Bandcamp. And I want to thank Bob for sharing the music with us. So here we go. There's Remote Control with Blow for Blow. Punk sound to it, yeah, I
0: really did. Just that sort of uh, mid-tempo, very uh, singalongy type
1: vocals, right? It was nice. I dig it. It's good stuff. Go check out Remote Control. Thanks again to Bob. Thank you again, Troy, for sharing the Rockstar Racecar stuff. Check out those bands, Eric. Let's get into some older, lesser-known. What do you got?
0: Well, I have one that's uh, definitely older, but I would, <laughs> I would uh, venture to say, is not lesser known at all. The, agreed. Yeah, agreed. I mean this band certainly isn't lesser known. This is one of the bands that basically uh personified and gave an image to the term skate punk in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. First name Penny, last name wise. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Penny Wise. I mean, yeah, like I said, there was the blow-up of skate punk in the nineties, kind of a arguably started with the bands like uh, No Effects and Bad Religion. And we got a lot of bands out of that, including bands like Lagwagon and Strung Out and Good Riddance and just basically any band that uh, sufficed the uh, Fat Records and the Epitaph repertoire. That was basically, 90% of it was skate punk (laughs) because that was the flavor of the day pretty much. But it was the flavor of the day because those bands were being pushed by those records, and people were just eating it up. Pennywise was arguably the kingpin of that. Because you look at some of these bands and you think skate punk. Well, couldn't really put an image to them until Pennywise came along. The fitted flat-brim hats, uh, hats, the... uh, Vans, sneakers, maybe the Adidas, maybe the DC. Everyone's on their board. They maybe got baggy pants and uh, also equally baggy shirts that are maybe twice the size of what they actually wear. And, yeah, that was basically the image that comes about when you hear a skate punk band. Now, as for the band themselves, their music is good. I like Pennywise. I like them a lot. They have There are a lot of great songs that are you know splattered throughout the... Uh, Throughout their discography, but that being said, I've never heard a Pennywise album that I think is absolutely flawless front to back. It is very uh, pick and choose sort of me, so I kind of cherry pick uh, the songs that I think are good from each album. I guess the one that I would have to say is probably up there for me is either About Time or Full Circle. Full Circle is the one I'm going on now. There are some, there are some great ones on here, including uh, Date With Destiny, uh, Society. That's a great one. Yeah. And also the uh, remake of Bro Him. The one that actually is a uh, him towards their actual fallen band member, their former bassist, Jason Matthew Tursk. And he was with them for their first three albums in their heyday, which w- in- includes About Time, and they're self-titled. Which has the original bro him on there, right? Yeah, so kind of a weird, uh, yeah, weird mythos behind this band <laughs> for uh, something that's so simple, but, but yeah, Pennywise, much like a lot of the uh, songs in the skate punk uh, branch, a lot of the songs bleed together to me. Let alone the bands bleed together for me. So. Yeah, you heard one skate punk song. In my opinion, you heard them all. <laughs> but the ones that really stand out, really stand out, and Pennywise is the one that really has their their longevity, <laughs> kind of uh, speaks volumes. <laughs> so yeah, and I will say Pennywise is great live. Seen them, a, I've seen them a dozen times, and even the songs that I don't know or don't care for, yeah, they're they're fun. Right, they are just a fun band live, even if the shtick they do kind of gets old. Uh, You know, just to distance yourself for a while, but then when you come back, oh yeah, this is fun. Anyway, yep, Pennywise from the album, Full Circle. This is my favorite song from that album, which I guess would put it in high rankings for my favorite song by Pennywise in general. (laughs) Here is the song Fight Till You Die.
2: Going on A struggle against is Breaking out and must be won They're getting ready With the weapons they have found Taking inspiration from the sound in the faces Of the people every day We need to take toll And find some ammo right away Our cause is righteous And we're gonna have a say Get ready for a judgment day Go ahead and try Keep asking, boy People of society Are running for the lives Give now go Never gonna know Never gonna make it In the house i try Give it all Fight till you die Fight till you die A perfect government For dying in the streets Families are breaking up Cause other players Can't make ends meet. The establishment Has put their money On the ground Cause they all know It's coming down A lucky presence Be with money In their banks count not imagine what it's like To find yourself In homeless friends Think got no crisis For the ones Who won't survive The time for pay That can't survive. Go ahead Try. Get your ass goodbye Keepin' up society and running for the lives Give an all- The war that's going on, a struggle against the odds is breaking out, it must be one They're getting ready with the weapons they have found, take inspiration from the sound Go ahead and try, keep your ass goodbye People of society are running for the line. give an hour
0: That is a uh, that is a great one one of the one of the best openings to a punk album I've heard, and yeah, you just hear it. You just hear all that uh, all the little tremolo picking. You can definitely think that they were listening to a lot of thrash as right. well. And yeah, probably the best time uh, I've ever seen Pennywise, uh, which was back in uh, 2015, somewhere. Yeah, 2015. They were on tour with Wilhelm Scream and uh, uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket. Okay, and and yeah, I'm going a little long on uh, the Pennywise thing, but really it's because when the fuck am I going to talk about them again? <laughs> I don't really plan on playing a lot more of their music here. Sorry. But but yeah, but like I said, when I see them live, they are really fun. When I saw them live that day, they opened up with this one. And people were going nuts. I loved it. And of course, they were playing on a stage that did not have a barrier. It was at the old uh, Club Sound in Salt Lake, which was just a little... The tinier venue of the venue called In the Venue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry saying that three times fast. No longer exists anyway. Fuckers. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I got up on stage during a fuck authority, and I'm just screaming out to the crowd, no microphone, and then I feel Jim come up behind me, put his arm around me, and me and him were just singing it together, and then I just jump off the stage when the song kicks back in. Also, they have this little shtick where they like uh tease everybody with a cover song. They're just like, hey, do you guys like Metallica? And then they'll maybe start playing the riff. Nah, alright, what about the Beastie Boys? We can play some of that. <laughs> and on that one, they teased a Bad Religion song. And they did do Bad Religions, Do What You Want. And then they were just like, yeah, what else What else do you think we can even play? You know, just gotta joke it around it. And then they started talking about Descendants. And then Fletcher just started playing the riff to, uh, uh, I want, I'm i not a loser. <laughs> and and they were just like, oh, you know what? I guess we're doing this. And they just ran with it. <laughs> so inadvertently, they covered Bad Religion and The Descendants. Nice. It was fucking rad. <laughs> so, yep. Like I said, Pennywise is a great band to see live. If you don't like a lot of their music, if you don't like a lot of their albums, like me, <laughs> I, like I said, a cherry pick at this band, but they are worth it to see live. Awesome. So, There we go. That's all I'm going to say about Pennywise. Probably the last I will say about them in this year, maybe. Yeah, for this year, for sure. Yeah, maybe when I go on my little uh, skate punk nostalgia trip, I'll listen to some more Pennywise and be like, oh, you know what? This song is really good.
1: What did you think of the album with Zoli on vocals, just out of curiosity?
0: Uh, Kind of in one ear, out the other. Okay. (laughs) I can't really think of any songs that... Uh, That stuck out to me. I remember listening to it. And it just. uh, I don't know. I didn't come back to it. Yeah. But I know that. I know that the. uh, I know the whole story behind that. Jim was. Kind of having his midlife crisis. Being a father. And was like. I need to be around these kids more. So he left the band. For like. uh, Maybe a year. Right. (laughs) But that was. Where the whole documentary. The other F word. Was founded upon.
1: Was that. And then didn't. Zoli did that one album, but didn't Jim start another band in that time? I think it was called like Black Pacific or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was something like that. And yeah, he was yeah, he was aiming to keep himself uh more musically adept just to like a uh, you know, keep the bills paid. And And yeah, he was doing that because he didn't hate the fact that he had to play music, it was touring that was getting to him. Gotcha. You know, being away from his family for such a long amount of time, and he just wanted to be in one that wasn't going to tour as much. Gotcha. But wouldn't you know it, he's in Pennywise again. (laughs) Though I think his daughter's uh, uh, grown up a little bit since, because I think back in those days, at least when the documentary was released, they were, I don't know, just barely starting middle school. Okay. So... Yeah, they get a little more independent and more like a, a needing of distancing from their parents. <laughs> we were there. Right. <laughs> Most of us. <laughs> Maybe some of you got distanced too early for uh, better or worse. <laughs> Mostly worse. Oh, God. But well, we're not going to go down there. That's, uh, yeah. If you really want to check out uh, the other F word, I say do it. It's all punk rock dads. Yep. Actually, he wrote a book called Punk Rock Dad.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, this is getting really weird. Okay, <laughs> not weird, it's just uh, we're losing we're losing the focus. We need to play a song. So let's go all let's the way back it. in time to when punk f- officially first started, arguably.
1: Right. <laughs> For a band called Death. Yep. That, yes, that's yeah. the name of the band, and that is a documentary I watched not too long ago. So I did an episode a couple <clears throat> years back, uh, kind of, you know... Not discovering, but just kind of going through where punk started. I think the first track was like Los Psychos from like 1958. Oh, yeah. And then you have a handful through the 60s, and then you get to this band, Death, and so forth. Well, I watched the documentary recently, a band called Death. I played a track with Death then, and Eric featured a couple tracks from this For the Whole World to See From the band Death, and I am going to play a track from it. I watched the documentary. I thought it was awesome. If you haven't seen it, go look it up, Uh, A Band Called Death. I think it's like streaming free. You have to watch it with commercials, but streaming free through the Redbox app. Yep. So you can watch it there, and there's probably other places that you can watch it, maybe without commercials, I don't know, but that's where I watched it.
0: Or you can uh, venture into the internet world and see if you can track down the DVD. There you go. Yep. I, got, I rented it from the library.
1: <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, long time ago. That's awesome. Well, it's great. I just watched it recently. Death is awesome. Uh, you know, a lot more insight. I've been watching that, and I watched another a movie, but kind of a documentary movie. So it's a movie with actors and such, but it was about Ian Curtis and Joy Division. And so maybe I'll get into some Joy Division on a future episode. But the point is, here with Death, they're from Detroit, Michigan. They started as a band way back in 1971. Three brothers, Bobby... Bobby... David and Dennis Hackney. So mm-hmm. awesome band. Uh, Bobby on bass and vocals, David on guitar, Dennis on drums. And they recorded the album for the whole world to see. It wasn't called that at the time, but they recorded those tracks back in 1973. And the to watch the documentary, you, you realize that this band is huge now. Like people recognize it, people really like it. Uh, sons of the guys in band, uh, you know, have their own band. Rough Francis. The Rough Francis, there yeah. you go. So they actually played a couple of these tracks under Rough Francis, and then it got uh, Bobby and Dennis and then their uh, guitarist from their reggae band, which was called Lamb's Bread, uh, Bobby Duncan, to fill in, and they've actually uh, played some live shows. They released that album. Back in 2009, uh, February 17th of 2009 is when they released it, but it was originally uh, Mm -hmm. recorded back in 73, and they just sat on the masters forever. And it's basically because people back then, record labels and people, recognized that the band was good, and that they played good music. And the only thing holding them back was the band name Death. People wanted them to change it. They weren't getting shows. Labels liked their music. They were giving like, contracts, like, here's a contract, here's 20000 bucks, here's whatever. People liked it. But the caveat was they wanted to change the band name from Death because they didn't want to promote that. And uh, David, unfortunately, that was kind of his vision, he was like, no, no, and the brothers supported, even though they wanted, they, they knew that it would be successful, and they wanted to change so they could have those opportunities. They stuck with their brother, and... Uh, David, he passed away. That's why their Bobby Duncan fills in on guitars. But they've actually come up with new music as that trio since the 2009 release. And they play shows. And I just want to put out there, I mean, people recognize that this band was good. And nowadays, a band called Death, like, is not even a thing, right? Oh, yeah. It just shows how different the times were.
0: (laughs) Even before the documentary came out, there has been another band called Death. There has been a whole genre based upon that band. And we call it death
1: metal. Right. (laughs) And it's just crazy back in the 70s. So they recorded in 73. They finally decided to self-release. And they got their masters. And self-release a two-track, seven-inch. Politicians in My Eyes is one track. And I played that back on that original episode uh, uh, talking about punk. uh, The origins of punk. You played a couple other tracks from... The Whole World to See, which were obviously, they were recorded back in 73 as well, but off of that original release that came out in 1976, the other side, I think I've talked about them enough, let's get into playing it, keep on knocking, Death is awesome, and I'm glad that the world, you know, just like the album title says, for the whole world to see, the whole world got to see, because that name Death should not have hindered him back then, though so many people didn't. You know, we're opposed to it.
0: People don't like to think about death, but yeah, yeah, Bobby Hackney, he was just putting it out there saying, why? Death is the most natural thing. It is, you have life, you have birth, and then you have death. That's just how it is.
1: Right. So go watch the documentary. The band's awesome. Let's listen to this track. Here we go. Keep on knocking.
0: It's so cool. How they're talking about their influences. They say Jimi Hendrix. They say the Who and the Rolling Stones. Your typical like uh, poster child uh, '60s rock and roll bands. Right. And they come up with something like that. And yes, it is so lo-fi. It is so grimy and rough, and just like uh, it just has that sound to it that you would sooner hear becomes a uh, uh, becomes the center point for a lot of punk music that was to follow. And it was Detroit, and so many of the other bands that became the uh, the harbingers for punk rock, including the Stooges and the MC Five. They're based out of Detroit as well, and they had a not a similar sound, but a similar <laughs> a similar uh, a similar push, a similar basis on which their sound stand stood. Standed. My God, <laughs> you'll make it through. Stood. Which was, you know, the garage sound. You just have this, uh, you just kind of have this distortion. Maybe it's uh, not, it's kind of presented the image that it wasn't very well produced, probably, because it wasn't. This is just us doing what we're doing. Right. <laughs> what you see is what you get.
1: And it's for the world to see. Hey! hey. Yeah. <laughs> awesome stuff. Check out Death. Uh, if you hadn't heard our other episodes that we played this or unfamiliar with the band Death, you should definitely check out Death again those tracks were originally recorded back in 73 that was originally released back in 76 on a single with Politicians in My Eyes it's great stuff I'm glad that Bobby and Dennis are now with Bobby Duncan and still doing it cuz those are great songs I'm glad that the world gets to hear and see those perform live yeah, for the world
0: to hear man yes <laughs> yeah that is a it is a wonderful record one of my favorites one of my favorites in the in the scope of punk and rock music I love that record. It's a good <laughs> my <one>. God. <laughs> yeah, if you want to hear me if you want to hear me uh, gush over it some more, insert episode number here. I don't know what you want
1: to ask. I'll tell you after this track, let's yeah. play this track. We're going to kick off our holiday tracks for this holiday season. Now I don't like starting Christmas before it's Christmas, but this one's before Thanksgiving. it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, there you go. That's what I mean. Uh, this one is kind of a, a mix between Halloween and Christmas. That's why I thought it would fit in to kick us off right before Thanksgiving, before the Christmas season. The band is called Dead Evil. They are horror music from West Auckland in New Zealand. There was a compilation put out over the summer called New Zealand Horror Punk Volume 1. It was released Janu- January July 23rd of 2021. And they had a track on there called Silent Night, Deadly Night. So, I was going to play it around Halloween, but I thought, no, it's kind of Christmas. And I decided, well, I'm going to play it a little before Christmas because it's kind of a little Halloween. Yeah. You decide.
0: Yeah. The sort of a nightmare before Christmas uh, problem. Right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, here you go. Here's uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night from Dead Evil.
0: For, um, it's for all of us people who don't want Christmas to come early, if at all, <laughs> and for the ones who won't let Halloween die. Right.
1: <laughs> so I thought that'd be fitting for that uh, that section there of the show. Hope you enjoyed. Go check out Dead Evil. I thought it kind of had uh, like a Murder Dolls sound. I don't know if you're a fan or listen to the band Murder Dolls, but... Uh, I- I was
0: back in high school, but they have since, uh, I have since grown out of them, let's we'll okay. say that. But yeah, they're kind of a more, uh, they're kind of a more relaxed murder dolls. There you go. Yeah. You still got a, yeah, still got the same type of a vocal range as a Wednesday 13, but it's not like, Gah! Right. <laughs> that type of thing. This one's a bit more, it's like comparing a slasher film to a hammer horror film.
1: <laughs> <I'll> say that. <laughs> Well, check them out and be on the lookout for some Halloween, not Halloween, Christmas music on our probably next four or so episodes, maybe five. We'll see. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Yep. That's Dead Evil, not Evil Dead. That is another band. Yes. It is. It's a thrash band.
1: Right. That is Dead Evil from Auckland. Check them out. Uh, let's talk about some live shows. What do you got? What do you got to add? What do you got to talk about on this one?
0: Oh, I've, I've got some things to add. <laughs> so. Yes, one of my most anticipated shows this month. There were two of them. Oh, good. One was Bad Religion with Alkaline Trio and War on Women. However, (laughs) that show got nixed.
1: Oh, that's too bad. Why?
0: Because one of the crew members was exposed to the dreaded fucking virus. And one of the guys in Bad Religion caught it. And it had to be that night. It had to be that night. (laughs) So, Bad Religion uh, pulled themselves from the show, but Alkaline Trio still played, and they played an elongated set. I did not stick around. As soon as I heard Bad Religion was off, I, one, was just not going to show up out of spite, but I also couldn't justify having spent the money I spent on that show just to see one headliner and that headliner being one that I liked, but did not know a lot of their, did not know a lot of their songs. I don't know too much about alkaline trio. I don't know a lot of their songs. What I have heard I liked, but put it this way. I have bad religions, crossbuster tattooed on my forearm,
1: forearm, (laughs) (laughs) forearm,
0: Jesus, (laughs) Whereas others have the little alkaline trio heart with a skull in it tattooed on them, so you can kind of see where my loyalties lie. Right. <laughs> okay. Yes, I was. Uh, I was pissed about that. However, had I not had another show to fall back upon, I would have been extremely just defeated. Right. But that other show in question—if you remember the—if you remember last week me talking about two shows I wanted to go to that were on the same day—well, I took that as sort of a divine intervention that I had to be at the record release show, belated record release show of Crow Killer. Yes, I had to be there. The homies needed me, and I had to. Uh, I had to show my support in one way or another. Awesome. I mean, I was still planning on showing up after the Bad Religion Alkaline Trio show was done. And even if I caught, like, the last song on their set, which I will get to in a minute. And just only showed up by a shirt or whatever. Just as long as I made an appearance and just told them, good job, guys. (laughs) Even if I didn't see it, I know you did a good job. But I was there. Not only did I catch their set, I caught the entirety of that show. I did not see the screening of uh, Death Toilet Four. Okay. <laughs> I, whatever the fuck that was, <laughs> I don't know. So I don't have uh, I don't have any insight on that. But the uh, yeah the first act that opened for him uh, Nil Zero. He is a uh, hardcore straight edge rapper. Kind of keeping the uh, kind of keeping uh, I don't know, the legend of Najwan One or Focus, which I have uh, played on this show earlier yeah who was also a straight edge rapper back in the 2000s late 90s sort of thing so this is the new generation awesome <laughs> so bringing that had a good set a lot of good flow some pretty heavy beats i liked it and then the next one that came was uh oh degeneration x x x awesome. oh yeah I the newest better. in uh, straight edge hardcore the founded by uh, draven fackrell who I knew from uh, from his previous band, Positive Reinforcement, with an X in between those words. <laughs> they were they were mostly known as a uh, PXR, and they were a they were a pretty good band. The guitarist was actually uh, Matt Lloyd, who is actually the drummer of Crow Killer now. Oh, cool! So yeah, very tight knit community. <laughs> anyway, the Generation XXX, they were a great they were. A great band, are a great band, was a great show, and they even covered the, uh, the song by Project X, Straight Edge Revenge. <laughs> oh, everybody piled up on that. Not me, because I'm not Straight Edge. <laughs> I've never really bothered to learn those lyrics, but everyone knows it. Straight Edge Revenge. The next band, oh, now I actually did forget about the name. <laughs> it's another band whose name starts with a D. Give me one second. We're going to pause right here.
1: While you do that, I'm going to talk about uh, Friendsmas is coming here to Salt Lake with racist Kramer cop drama, fail to follow, Pirates of the Promised Land, and Day- Dana Schroyer and Jason Coop uh, benefiting the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition on Friday, December 10th at Urban Lounge. It's free entry, but there are raffle prices. It'll be 21 and older. Uh, get out to Friendsmas, 21. It's Punk Rock Christmas. Find your show Almost. <laughs> All right. Uh, 45 Adapters, Murderers Row, The Abductors, COB, and The Agonizers are playing Saturday, November 27th at Cherry Street Station. $10 cover starts at 7. It's a 21 and older show. A lot of great bands there. Uh, Abductors, I love them. And 45 Adapters and Murderers Row coming in from New York. Eric, you're on. Devoid. That is the band,
0: Devoid. <laughs> Awesome. They were another they were another great band. Some more uh, yeah, some hardcore more on the metallic side. And one thing that was a standout, they actually covered a song that I got up and sang and just grabbed the mic during certain times. It was the song Forget Me by Disembodied. I have played that song on the show last year, some point. It was a great cover-to-cover album of mine, and I still stand by that. <laughs> Disembodied is one of the most underrated Metal slash hardcore bands On this planet They they fit in both camps But they don't belong in either of them You know what I'm saying <laughs> Ugh, That's one band I need to see live So yeah, they covered Forget Me And I was getting Me and like three other people who knew the song Were just crowding the singer around On the floor Just, get, just getting our little parts in Singing
2: Forget Me May!
0: Nice. Great time. But on to the main event, the headliner, the Crow Killer. I am wearing their hoodie right now. I bought it at that show. Yeah, man! (laughs) It was the last one they had in my size. The only other one they had was a medium. So I was like, oh, I struck gold with this one. Again, I had to be there that night. Right. (laughs) So yeah, Crow Killer. It It was amazing seeing them again. They... They played pretty much my most of my favorite songs from their album, Enslaved to One. That includes Fight Back. That includes It Only Comes... uh, It Only Comes... It Comes in Waves. And, of course, Bring Back the Blood. The only song they did not play was Close Grip, which is the closer of that one, but we will get to that in a minute. They did another cover... Of a of an older Salt Lake hardcore straight edge band called Aftermath of a Trainwreck, and the song was called "Talk Shit, Get Shot." Nice. <laughs> oh man, I'll have to I'll have to pull up that Aftermath of a Trainwreck album, "Horseshoes and Hand Grenades," because they got some stupid album song titles on there. They're hilarious. Uh, but, but that was the gimmick that they were going for. It's great music, just stupid titles. Right. <laughs> yeah. One of them's called Junkie Stomper. (laughs) Again, the X's on their sleeves. Um, Yes, so, like I said, I was hoping that the closer would be the song Close Grip, but it wasn't. In fact, it was a song called Losing a Brother by the band Close Grip. The thing is, Crow Killer was founded on the grounds of uh, the... Not exactly the destruction, but the ashes of Close Grip. Because uh, I've I played them on this show uh, a couple years ago, and that band is no more because their singer got shot and killed. He is gone. Brad Bricks Hancock. And that was about seven years ago. Since then, two of the members of Close Grip, that includes their bassist, Mike Collins, and their guitarist, Josh Nemchik. They linked up with uh, Blake Ford and Tyler Rhodes, both of Aftermath of a train wreck fame, as well as uh, Blake Ford being in uh, Cool Your Jets, another great band. <laughs> and, and then they started uh, making music together. And they all just kind of uh, brought their styles together, and as a result, Crow Killer came into form. So, being that this was their first show in, like, about two years, this is their belated album release party. And this and this was basically right around the anniversary of when Brad Bricks got shot and taken from us. So, it all had to come together, and they played the song, Losing a Brother. Um, Blake just took over on bass while Mike came down and sang the lyrics, and everyone was crowding around him and that was the way they ended the that was the way they ended the show on a bit of a fucking misanthropic note but a good one to say the least cool it was just if anything it was just to incite that we are still a community despite the hardships and the losses that we have so yep like i said everything was just pointing for me to be there that night and i'm happy i was crow killer for life everybody I really love those guys. Awesome. Yep. And the other bands are good too, I guess (laughs) they are, they are check out those guys as well. They are relatively new to the uh, scene, at least as far as uh, bands are concerned. So yeah, check the, check out all of those bands. They are all worth it. And I wish I could say, check out death toilet Four if you're morbidly curious, (laughs) I know I kind of am. It's just a, the title alone, man. The title alone. The fact that there's three others, at least.
1: Right. All right, well, we're about to get to some more music. I'm going to run down a handful of shows real quick. Uh, so keep your ears open because I'm not going to repeat. Some of these will be the last time because the show's actually coming up this weekend. First, we're going to go to Hamilton in Ontario, Canada, this Friday the 26th at People Under the Staircase. Tickets are $10. Show starts at 9, and you'll get to see Armed and Hammered, Reckless Upstarts, Maldita and Barbed Wire Braces, awesome bands. There, uh, next, this is that one's next year. We'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> this Saturday, the twenty seventh, Eric's playing a show.
0: Yeah, I'm playing it. That'll be at a Quarters Bar and Arcade. I call it the Barcade. Awesome. Yep, we'll be playing with Suffocator, Marine Corps, Courtney Lane, and the Chain. It'll be uh, it'll be fun. Unfortunately, it's twenty one plus.
1: So nine yeah. nine o'clock. The show starts. Ten bucks for the tickets. So mm-hmm. if you're here in Salt Lake, get them. Next, there's Punksgiving with Good Guys in Black, which features Rick Thorne and No Consent. The Ponds, Paint the Town Rad. Seven dollars without a donation, or five dollars with a donation. The donations are bring canned food or new blankets or new unwrapped toys as a donation. And that will be at The Cave November 27th. The Cave is in Big Bear, which is California, if you're not familiar with that. So a lot of cool bands there. Uh, I've played a couple tracks from Good Guys in Black, Rick Thorne's band, and then The Ponds. I like The Ponds. So check those out up in Big Bear. You can probably go do some snowboarding or something, maybe, if you're lucky. (laughs)
0: Or if you have the know-how.
1: Right. Uh, Next, Wednesday. Where is the date on this one? Uh, Next show. This is Sniper 66. Hans Gruber and the Diehards and The Awful Lot, 8 p.m. This is Wednesday, December 8th. There you go. So Wednesday, December 8th uh, in Austin, Texas. So go check out that show. Cool bands we've played on this show before. Punksmas. We've talked about it. It's going to be Houston, December 3rd and 4th. One more time, I'm not going to go over the whole list of bands. You'll have to remember those episodes, but it does headline bands like Endless Struggle, The Wheels, Blank 77, Sniper 66, Broken Cups, Dead 77, who we had on the show. That's the first time we started talking about it, and several other bands. That's December 3rd and 4th. Already Dead is doing a show, let's see, the, the Get Off, Dead Format, Lacking School Drugs, The Mostly Dead, uh, 333, Some Kind of Nightmare, it's all going to be on December 4th, and that is in Fredericksburg, Virginia, so go check that out. Tickets, 10 bucks, it's like a dollar a band, so you know nice. you can't beat that price. On December 11th, the Pogo's Italian Blood, uh, <laughs> Diamond Dogs, and Side Pocket Louie are all playing a show together. And that will be. Where is this show? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to hold up here, but I, I got to imagine it's. <laughs> if you oh, can't
0: find it. Stay tuned for the next episode.
1: <laughs> Ardmore, Pennsylvania. The font is really small and light. So, Ardmore, Pennsylvania. Ah. I like the pogos. I like diamond dogs. I definitely like Italian blood. Stay tuned on the next episode for that. Also, December 11th, Suicidal Tendencies. It's their only U.S. show with. Uh, they'll be playing with TSOL, DOA, and Reagan Youth in Dallas, Texas. So. Well, that is Sal Cal glory. Save for Reagan Youth. They just.
0: Uh... You know, they're based out of New York, but they've immigrated to the West Coast.
1: Right. Uh Saturday, December 4th, Neighborhood Watch, Social Conflict, Battle Flask, Los Creepers, and Poor Pendeja. They will all be playing at uh Universal Bar and Grill or Bar Grill in North Hollywood, California. Ten dollar for the tickets. Doors open at seven. And I think that about sums up the shows that I've got. Uh, Actually, uh, over in France, I think these are mostly in France. It doesn't see. But the band 1984 has tour dates November 27th. Uh, That is, well, these are a variety of shows, actually, so they're not all coming up. A couple of them are in the 2022. Uh, They have several shows, but they do have one on November 27th in Munchen, Mönchengladbach Kultube with on the rampage, which is an awesome band, so go check those out. Alright. That's all I have got to
0: add. Eric, you ready to do some more music? Uh yes. I do have uh one more thing to tag on to uh well one, the Crow Killer show. I just we gotta say something funny that well something that I thought was funny. Most bands these days, you gotta have a backdrop. You know, just a nice little presentation in the back just to kind of uh just to kind of give some the A little bit of a theatrical image to the show. Okay. Crow Killer. They had a Crow Killer backdrop. That backdrop was two pieces of paper, duct taped together, written in Sharpie, crow killer," (laughs) I-L-L-A. And that was just taped right behind the drum set. All right. (laughs) There is photo evidence. I didn't take a picture of it, but... It was on the Instagram story. It's just, it was really funny. Awesome. Yeah. And also, just a tagline for the show on the 27th, we will have hoodies. Anonymous has made hoodies. They are en route to us from Wyoming. And also, uh, another batch of different sizes is being made currently within the Salt Lake Valley. And they should be ready by Friday slash early Saturday. We are hoping... But, yeah, we got hoodies now. Awesome. So if you want your first picks at them, we will have them at our show. We hope. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well... Putting it in good faith.
1: Get to those shows. Eric, what's your great cover-to-cover album?
0: Okay, my great cover-to-cover album, I once again had to put off the album California Cursed by Drain. I really want to talk about that album, but times being what they were, events that have taken place have pushed me to push it back
1: there you go yeah
0: that push me, push me, okay, people will probably not get that
1: <laughs> joke
0: that was at the top of the episode,
1: right but <laughs> if you were paying attention, you will
0: yes, and also the band that I chose um I chose them not too long ago for a great cover to cover album, and I normally don't have don't have something like that happen too close together, but this was a unique event, because if you are, if you are keeping in touch with uh, the current events in rock and roll and punk rock, we lost, um, on the 19th, just a few days ago, we lost Hans-Erik Divik Husby, more known by his stage name, Hank Von Hell. Yes, the former lead singer of the band Turbo Negro has passed on. At just forty nine years old, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sad as all hell. I mean, he hasn't been active with a band for the last twelve years. He left in 2009, 2010, somewhere around there, and he has kept active musically. He had I know he released a solo album, and, and the band Turbo Negro they <laughs> have soldiers have shul, soldiered on. Respectively, with their uh, their new guy Anthony Madsen Sylvester, A.K.A. the Duke of Nothing, and yeah, he does a good job. He uh, pays a little bit of homage to uh, Hank von Hell with his stage setup, and he is a good he is a good replacement. He's a good singer, but arguably Turbo Negro was on the top of their game when Hank von Hell was singing for them. Not only that, he gave a he basically became the mascot. Of the band, everyone sees his pale face with the uh, the spider eyeliner, <laughs> the the long black hair with his uh, bl- equally long black cape and his top hat. He looks like a very festive version of Mr. Hyde, <laughs> and it worked for him. Oh man! And of course, everyone else in the band had their own little uh, had their own little characters. There was the uh, their bassist, he was the sailor man. Their uh, guitarist had, like, the little uh, lederhosen's on. All the little fun shit that you expect from a <clears throat> from a band that calls themselves Turbo Negro, labels themselves as death punk, and sings songs mostly about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fucking. <laughs> nice. Even the, the song uh, that I played a couple episodes back, uh, Fuck the World, there's the line in there where Hank says, I'm gonna grab the globe, I'm gonna write it.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. So yeah, that's what they are that's what they are known for. And yeah, I was planning on uh, on splurging a little bit on this album, that being Retox, because it is another great cover-to-cover album Turbo Negro has, but I was planning it a little later. But like I said, times being what they were, events that had happened. I could not, in good, <laughs> in good conscience, uh, leave this out. Right. Not draw attention to the fact as if it needs any more attention. Pretty sure everybody knows by now. Right. Anyway, yes, the album retogs has got a lot of. It's got a lot of great stuff in there. It's it's just showing how they are just uh honing to their sound and just kind of making it heavier as they're going along, making it more tongue in cheek. Just having a lot of uh. Just having a lot of personality in there. They're just reveling in it. And, yeah, this is also the, this also holds probably my favorite song by Turbo Negro. The very first song on this record, the opener, We're Gonna Drop the Atom Bomb. It is one of their heaviest songs. So, let's let's just uh, open the doors and let that thing fall. And let's garner, let's revel. Let's revel in the explosion. God damn it. feels like an explosion yes (laughs) so yes and another thing as to why retox was a viable pick for this episode this is the last album hank von hell did with the band before cutting ways with them so yeah the last uh album you hear with uh hank on vocals is retox and yeah this uh This really sucks because any chance that there could have been with him reuniting with Turbo Negro is now gone. It's not going to happen. Nothing like this is going to work. Right. I know. It's just not in this lifetime. And I have seen Turbo Negro before, but, you know, post-Hank Von Hell. So I'm never going to see them in what I consider to be their uh, pinnacle, their peak formation, with the all the music that was coming out, they released all the classics back in the late '90s into the 2000s. And this is all opinion-based. I know that <laughs> I know that the Turbo Ugand out there have got a lot of things to say about what their best album could be, and if they, some that may even argue that the current Turbo Negro is better. But I don't really have a horse in this race, <laughs> so. <laughs> All I know is what I listen to, and all I love is what I'm playing right now. <laughs> so, so yes, we'll uh, share our grievances with the Turbo Yugend out there, even though they are agree. Their grief is probably going over uh, ten thousand fold than I am right now. Yes, the next song I'm going to pl- I'm going to play on that came from Retox is really something that is uh, among their faster tracks. Like this one has a bit of a thrashy appeal to it and it just uh it just burns in a good way. In like a BDSM way. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of speaking of that, speaking of uh doms and submissives, this is the song that is no, I'm alpha male. Yeah. I just love how everyone works off of each other in that one. I mean, everything is on point—the bass and the guitar, and just the and just the vocal presentation. You could just tell Hank really wants to be there. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, those were those were simpler times, my friends. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Retox is a great album. Those are just the two that I felt uh, were probably my favorites. I mean, a close second was gonna be like uh, "Welcome to the Garbage Dump." Or Everybody Loves a Chubby Dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Listen to those ones. Listen to the whole album. There's still a lot of great songs on there. There's uh, Hell to Pay. There is Hot and Filthy. uh, You Must Bleed. What is Rock? And I Wanna Come. (laughs) There's even a great, uh, really more 70s-style rock and roll song on there that's a bonus track called Back in Denim. Nice. And that's a great classic one. It's like, I'm back. I'm back in denim, and denim puts the soul, in your rock and roll, boom, 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 yeah, that's a, that was a lovely thing, they're like, uh, equal parts horror punk, equal parts, uh, uh, equal parts punk rock, and equal parts rock and roll, and equal parts gigolo, <laughs> they are... All over the place, and uh, still are arguably. But yeah, you really got the you really got the f- full flavor of it back in these times, and it just it just sucks that we won't be able to see Hank von Hell perform anymore. So, in retrospect, he was an amazing singer, and uh, a Turbo Negro still is an amazing band that are still going on today, and can't imagine all the grievances that they must be going through. Right. Yeah, they were like I said, they were probably hoping for for some type of reunion to kind of uh, uh, get some retribution into the band. Maybe do something with uh, both the singers. Who knows? That we will never know. <laughs> we never will. Right. Uh, but but yeah, the best thing we can do now is just uh, keep jamming the keep jamming all the albums and just remember the times when Hank made Turbo Negro feel alive. R.I.P. Hank Von Hell. I can only hope he is he is uh, doing well and is now City of Satan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, we're going to get this show wrapped up. Uh, I'm going to get right into my album, The Bands of the Suburbs. Uh, I've been driving a little more recently, spending more time in the car, listening to some stuff that has been on the iPod, and then I also did a bunch of episodes featuring German bands over on Punk Noir Worldwide. Almost ready to wrap all of that up for Germany. And I remembered how much I really love this album that The Suburbs put out. It's called The Good Times Are Gone. And uh, it features uh, the singer from the band Tower Blocks. So after leaving Tower Blocks, Hoagie, H-O-L-G-I, he formed the band Suburbs. And it's a really cool band. I like them a lot. Uh, let's just listen to some tracks. This came out March 1st of 2015 So a little over six years ago coming up on seven years, I suppose, but it's a really good album I definitely recommend check, uh, checking it out uh, Addicted to Oy so oi boys I think is the track that I played but we're gonna play riot kid and addicted to oi So let's get into riot kid first. Here we go. It is the suburbs That is The Suburbs. And that is good. Right? <laughs> look. Yeah,
0: Again, those sing-songy vocals, they really get to me. Especially right in the end. Just
1: riot, yeah. kid. Yeah. Right, and they had some rock and roll guitars in there. And the bass was standing out. It was just all around. was a great track. Yeah. Kind of a
0: tie- Yeah, kind of tying together a theme here with our great cover-to-cover albums. Right? Yeah, hear a lot of rock and roll in this punk music.
1: Mm. (laughs) That's a good thing, that's a good thing. (laughs) Right, it sure is. Let's play one more and we'll get into wrapping up the show. Addicted to Oi, This is the Suburbs. Again, go check out that album, The Good Times Are Gone. Here we go. (laughs) I don't know if you could tell, but they're addicted to OI. They're addicted to OI.
0: Nah, I thought they were addicted to toys.
1: <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, that is The Suburbs. Check them out again. Uh, out of the ashes of Tower Blocks, Hoagie gets together and forms Suburbs. The album was called The Good Times Are Gone. Came back or came out back in 2015. Eric, let's wrap up the show. What do you got for us? Well,
0: I got a. Uh probably a really (laughs) out-of-left-field choosing from me. I went all the way down to Georgia. You sure did. Yeah, all the way down to Georgia, and no, I did not bring back Charlie fucking Daniels. (laughs) I did not. (laughs) Anyway, I brought back something better. I brought back the Almond Brothers. (laughs) All right. Now, just to be clear... Southern rock is a genre of to which I have not listened slash avoided, (laughs) especially in recent years. You know, there's only so much Leonard Skynyrd you can take. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, I listened to it a lot as a kid. Not exactly by choice because, I don't know, my dad loved a lot of that stuff. He loved a lot of prog music and he loved a lot of uh, Southern rock. Kind of weird, <laughs> <laughs> but the Almond Brothers—they stood out to me. I I couldn't even really explain why. I just like the songs better, and yeah, the songs from uh, this compilation that he had, which was Beginnings, basically had, yeah, basically had all of their hits on there, c- including songs like uh, Midnight Rider, okay. the one that everybody knows. Right. Yep, and you also got the Ramblin' Man. They have some songs out there that are their versions of "Sweet Home Alabama," but not as annoying. Probably because they're not as overplayed. <laughs> that could be it. <laughs> yeah, it could be it. And yeah, the song that I like is uh, one. The song that I chose. I like a lot of their songs. The song that I chose is one of their more. Uh, yeah, it is one of their most well known, especially back in the. Uh, especially going back into the seventies when they were in their heyday. Yeah, you know, they had their multitude of fans, and this was always a fan favorite. This is the one that I like to refer to as their best one. It's called Whipping Post.
2: don't know why I let that mean woman make me a fool. She took all my money reached my new car. Now she's with one of my good time buddies. They're drinking in some crosstown bar. Sometimes I such a fool And I had to stand by and take it, baby All for loving you I drown myself in sorrow As I look at what you've done But nothing seems to change The bad times stay the same And I
0: Yeah. So yeah, if you couldn't tell from why I like that song, and I don't expect you to, I'm going to explain it for you. Yes, brothers Dwayne and Greg working off of each other. Dwayne being the uh, guitarist, the lead guitarist, the one who's coming out of the uh, left speaker, <laughs> <laughs> and the and Greg being the vocalist and organist. He is pulling double duty on that one, sort of in a sort of in like a Getty Lee fashion, minus okay. the bass. And yeah, the drums, they're not traditional uh, bluesy, rock and roll type drums. They're more jazzy. And <clears throat> and just how all of those instruments work off of each other. It doesn't feel overblown. It doesn't feel like it's just a ton of stuff happening at, at once where it just invokes chaos. No, it's got a flow to it. And it doesn't sound really like a traditional, or not even traditional, just the first thing that comes to mind when you think southern rock. You think country plus... Rock and roll, yeah. It's got they got their own niche right there. They have developed their own identity. So, so yeah, the Almond Brothers, and uh, yeah, they're not around anymore. I mean, the literal Almond Brothers. They have passed on. Dwayne passed away back in uh, I don't even remember which decade. Definitely before I was born. To <laughs> say that. <laughs> so Dwayne is long gone. Greg Almond he passed away just a few years ago, and and, yeah, now their uh, history has been closed on. They are they are perceived as rock legends, and their music shall not be forgotten. Again, a lot of death in this episode. Huh. <laughs> anyway. Unintentional. <laughs> yeah, unintentional. That's the way it works. Yeah. But we got something happier coming from your end.
1: <laughs> right. So the band Depeche Mode, uh, I like them. Uh, myself and Chris way back years ago, had one of the other guys that we coach wrestling with uh, come do an episode. We basically focused on a lot of new wave and stuff like that from the 80s, and we talked about Depeche Mode then, and I played my favorite Depeche Mode track on that episode, which was uh, Just Can't Get Enough, so since I've already played my favorite, I wanted to play another one that they they have so many songs that are called hits. It's hard to find one that I really enjoyed that's probably not considered a hit, but one that At least came from one of their less popular albums and maybe not as big of a hit. And uh, the band, they started way back in 1980 in Essex, UK. Uh, They did name themselves after a popular French magazine. This was their third studio album, which is called Construction Time Again, which I don't hear a lot of people talk about. So I thought, okay, I'll I'll play this because it's my favorite song off that album. They released that in 1983. And they, one of the band members had just recently went to, I want to say it was Thailand or Taiwan or somewhere over in Asia and just noticed the poverty, you know, and this was in the early 80s, and that's what influenced a lot of what they were singing about and doing in this third album. So listen to the lyrics, Everything Counts is the name of the track. We're going to wrap up the show. Here we go with some Depeche Mode. Mode everything counts. I think uh, some people mistake because of how dancey and poppy a lot of their new wave music that they put together is that uh, a lot of their lyrics and a lot of their tracks are, um, you know, what maybe a little more profound than just something that you should enjoy going to a dance club and hearing. Mm hmm. I actually call that depressed mode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is. Depeche Mode, a.k.a. Depressed Mode. I like them, and I like a lot of new wave music, so I'll be playing some here and there, peppering it everywhere. Oh, yeah. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and slcpunkcast.com. You can find all the bands on Instagram, at RealCromags, at RockstarRaceCar, at Remote underscore Control underscore RVA. That's Richmond, Virginia. Pennywise is at underscore Pennywise. At Death Worldwide, at Turbo Negro HQ, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you?
0: Well, you can find me on Instagram, my personal account at scary uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. You can find my band on social medias on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official. And Facebook at Anonymous SLC and AnonymousSLC.BandCamp.com. Like I said, we're going to have hoodies coming in. So check out those social medias for when they do and also for our show coming up this Saturday. Uh, my other band, Heart of Dark, is on Instagram at heart of dark 801 slc The other podcasts I am on, including Assault City, through uh, Circle Pit Radio and Wrecked Podcast and Lead Melodies. They are all on as follows at Assault City CP, at WreckedCast, and at Lead Melodies underscore podcast. That is Instagram. For Facebook, it's Circle Pit Radio or Wrecked Podcast, or you can find all this on CirclePitRadio.com. Awesome. And also, I, I forget to add this, but. You can also follow on Facebook for any upcoming events within SLC uh, at SLC Hardcore. That is that is the page where I post flyers to upcoming punk rock shows, hardcore shows, even some metal shows that have a bit of a hardcore tinge to them. But you can all find it
1: on there. Awesome. You can find all the bands on Facebook at RealCromax, at Rockstar Racecar, at Remote Control RVA, at Pennywise, at Death punk from Detroit. At Dead Evil Official at Turbo Negro HQ. The suburbs are there under the suburbs. The show's at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining. This one was a bit long. We're clocking in at just under two hours. A little long for an interview or non interview episode, but thank you for tuning in mm-hmm. to listen to all the cool music. We had a lot of long tracks and we talked a lot about some like music. So hopefully you enjoy all that. Thank you for listening. Eric, any final thoughts?
0: Well, really, in the you know, in the wake of this holiday season, starting off with uh Thanksgiving, uh yeah, what Dustin said at the top of the episode, just be reflective. Excuse me, just be reflective on what you have in life, what you are thankful for. Be thankful for the roof over your head, be thankful for the food in your stomach, be thankful for the be thankful for the dick in your vagina, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Consensual, of course. Uh, but yeah, don't, just don't look back on the history of Thanksgiving. It's a, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's just a, it was just this nice little, uh, lull in the ever long going, uh, battle of battle between the pilgrims and the native Americans as to who was going to conquer the country. Yeah, yeah, just a nice little pleasant thing, but it did turn into something that is celebrated and, and yes, should be Something to something to remember year round to be thankful what you have year round, but it's that time where you're looking back on the year and just be like okay, yep I'm thankful I'm still breathing. Here's the next year. Okay, that's a little premature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we can celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving. I'm selling New Year's before Christmas. Fuck you. There you go. <laughs> All right, folks. This has been SLC Punkcast. Be thankful. Be grateful. And don't be a dickhead. Out. Play the fucking outro. <laughs>